1: Hello and thank you so much for joining us. Sorry, we're a few minutes late. I had a little bit of a computer restart, but we appreciate you being here. I know it's always my damn fault. It's always my fault, but it's also to my credit that we get this show off the ground. Sean Ross bailed on this, okay? He was like, I'm out. Get somebody else to do the show. I'm too much of a big timer. I basically am around as much as Roman Reigns now, but I said, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to get the best of the best. And who did I bring in? But Alex Cardoza. Guys, we're going to catch up with Alex in a second because it is Veterans Day. And we do thank him for his service. We got some nice acknowledgments of that today in wrestling. But I do want to tell you to get in those Super Chats. Get in those Humper Chats at HumperChats.com. Wish my dad a happy birthday, and let us know what you guys want to start with, SmackDown or AEW Rampage. Nothing particularly overwhelming today, so I'm inclined to go SmackDown because darn it, I like when my notes are in chronological order, <laughs> but let us know what you want to start with. You can also support us on Twitch, on twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming, and you can send us your bits that way, but... We do appreciate you spending your Friday night into Saturday with us. Let us know. And while you do that, I'll tell you guys about how awesome my dad is on his birthday, okay? You know that he chimes in from time to time. You guys know Tall Paul Elizabeth, okay? But uh, you also probably know at this point, if you are following along, that uh, he doesn't watch wrestling. But he still tunes in for these. And I just want to let you guys know that my dad is so dope that that's always been the case. He's always been there, uh, always showing up in that way. He used to travel when I was a kid for work all the time. He would be back for softball games. He would be back for t-ball games. He usually got roped into coaching those games. When things went crazy in our family, adolescence-wise, he was always the rock of our family. This might surprise you, but I've had a a pretty non-traditional career path. I know it seems like, oh, you know, you go to college, you become a wrestling podcaster. That's not the case, my friends, but always had his support to explore my dreams, always had his support financially, emotionally. So I just want to give a shout out to my dad because he rules. It's his birthday and we appreciate him being a part of this wonderful community. Like We appreciate all of you. And uh, I just wanted to talk about how my dad rules while you guys get in your super chats and humper chats and let us know what you want to start with. Thank you so much for the birthday love. In fact, my sister sent in a Humper Chat. Lydia Schmidia Elizabeth says, Happy birthday, Fireball Papa Elizabeth. Well, that is a direct reference to when I was little, he received a trophy for his coaching duties that called him Fireball Hensler because that was in the age where parents would pitch to you instead <laughs> of kids. So my sister even getting in on the action with some Humper Chats. Um, I don't know. We Do we have an overwhelming preference, I guess? Kind of split, so I think we'll... We'll probably start with SmackDown, but I did want to take a, a moment to acknowledge too on this Veterans Day, and thank you, Alex, for your service. We appreciate um, you and everybody who's who's put their life on the line to defend our country. Um, and I'm glad that it was acknowledged tonight uh, in both wrestling programs, and I'm glad that we can take a moment to to do that here. But we've got J.W. Pringle chiming in off the top here saying, howdy, Kate, happy B-Day, Papa Paul, Elizabeth, and Fake Alex, thank you for your service. Nothing fake about the service, but Alex 2.0, we still appreciate. Happy Wrestling Friday. Happy Wrestling Friday to UJW Pringle. Thank you for always being so awesome and supportive. We got Ryan Sullivan chiming in via Humper Chat saying, does this make me a super humper now? I think that was from an earlier show. But I think it's hilarious out of context, so I'm just going to let it sit, there. That uh, Ryan is asking if he's the super hump now. Pretty sure that was from... It is Friday night. I think that was from coexisting with Rob and Maggie, but uh, I am going to let it sit there. So we are going to dive into SmackDown first since there's not an overwhelming uh, preference either way. But I do want to let you guys know that uh graham from public enemies is joining grap city tomorrow which should be awesome so hit up the graps voice tomorrow uh that should be a ton of fun and of course subscribe to Fightful select for all of your wrestling scoops and needs emma's back you could have read about it on fightful select first to know that she was on her way no date confirms but same with mia yim more people making returns so much great stuff happening At Fightful Select. And we appreciate all of the different ways that you guys support us with these super chats and humper chats coming in with Fightful Select. Just leaving a thumbs up on this video helps people find us in the algorithm since YouTube felt the need to switch it on us once again. But Tumble Valley chiming in saying, Thank you for your service and your shoulders, Alex. Happy birthday, Papa Elizabeth. Really enjoyed Rampage tonight. I actually thought both shows were strong tonight. My um apathy toward which one we started with didn't have to do with the shows i thought both of them brought some some good programming this evening just nothing like overwhelming but rampage was good i thought this was a a solid one especially i think this one was pre-taped and not live so um it was nice to see the consistent effort across the board as we are closing in on full gear ricardo the ODV, saying some extra love for alex thank you for your service and may the power protect you also, happy birthday, Papa Paul. Some more birthday love for my dad coming in. He's going to need a commission at some point here, but Scott George say happy birthday, <laughs> Papa Elizabeth. Mine is tomorrow. I think Stokely Hathaway's birthday is tomorrow, so there you go. You share a birthday with the best wrestler in managing currently, in my opinion. But We are going to dive in with SmackDown. Um, Largely part of the reason I kind of did want to start it was Man, as far as which shows started off with a hot match, they both started off with, with good things, but New Day's and Uso's, man, I gotta say, every time they do this, I'm like, how many times are we gonna see this match? Like, we got so rematched to death on it. How many times did we see these guys fight? And, every, and then the match hits, and I'm just like, oh my god, they're so good. They really are, like, two of the best of our generation. Like, these guys know how to go. I don't think there was a surprise about who was gonna win here, but even though this was like rematch city i still really liked the story that we got because it was a natural one the new day wanted to defend their record of being the longest reigning tag champions in the world the usos are gunning for it so why not i appreciate matches that have natural stakes like that that makes it so easy um but just fantastic stuff here a lot of really great near falls that made me think like oh, are they going to split the tag titles? Are they going to let New Day win? Is Sammy going to cost them in some way? Um, But I just really appreciated this. I thought it was really, really great. So uh, I I liked the feeling of suspense of not being totally sure, even though I was pretty sure. It doesn't take a lot to plan Seeds of Doubt. It just takes a logical story and the performers being as bought in as they are, like they were tonight. Like, I feel like they really, they always lay it all out on the line, probably because they've had this match so many times. They're familiar with each other, and they know to make it suspenseful. They have to really, really commit. So I was kind of on the edge of my seat for a lot of this. Cutting to the finish, though, Jay tags in Kofi, who fights them off the top rope, uh, but then jumps right into a 1D, and that's it. I really liked a lot of this. Um, there was a point where Jimmy tagged uh Jimmy tagged as the Usos were setting up for the 1D, but Kofi like pulled Jay away out of the ring. Like a lot of the stories seem to be built around tandem offense, which tag matches should be, and not letting the other teams kind of get the one up in that sense. Like it was kind of as if when you face someone 900 times, you know that the end is near if they hit that finisher. Like they were really, really trying to avoid getting the 1D hit on them, which is ultimately what did it in the end. But I really liked this opener and I'm so impressed that they still managed to make this interesting despite how many times they ran it back. But I really liked the natural story here. What did you think?
3: Yeah, that's the thing, right? So you have that um you have both teams that obviously they have this connection regardless of how many times they fought each other. And I think the 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 thing is that it's been spaced out enough where this feels like it was just a you know a one-up you know it wasn't something that you know they're going to continue trying to beat over the head and trying to do every single week like they were before we complained about that a lot and just just happy to see it come to fruition happy to see it just be done with and whatever they're they're the best tag team now so you know basically like they're not really passing the baton but i mean in some in some sense there it's really cool to see
1: yeah i think uh this does kind of feel like the final chapter, maybe until Big E comes back. Like, There's a really easy story that you can tell there with Roman and the Usos versus a full New Day, right? So I don't hate that idea, assuming that Big E can't come back and wants to come back. It is cleared at some point. I think you could, if you want to tap on the story again, you can But I feel like as far as this combination of fellas, this is hopefully kind of like, The end of the book for now, Um, my dad chiming in saying thanks for the V-Day wishes and thanks to Alex and all of our veterans. Yes, we do appreciate it. My dad appreciating the birthday wishes. I appreciate that he's my dad because he rules. Uh, (laughs) We have some more Super Chats and Humper Chats coming in. Thank you so much for your support. Chris Mueller, Doc Mueller's awesome. If you're not following him, please do. He does wonderful work with Bleacher Report. I'm um, saying happy Veterans Day. Thank you for your service and happy birthday, Mr. Elizabeth. I love that because it makes me think of Miss Elizabeth so much. It's like my dad is a part of the Macho Man Hulk. mute. <laughs> he's in there. I, he was the
3: no, man behind the scenes.
1: No offense to my dad. Like, I don't think he can pull off the evening dress look as well as she did. But you never know. You never know. But Matt Rykel chiming in saying good evening to my people's Alex and Kate. So who should be the fifth member of the Brawling Broods and Drew's team? I'm actually hoping it's Seth. And then he says scissor me. Uh, I think it's got to be Kevin Owens. I, I think if you're going to do this, and I'm going to talk about it later, I don't love this idea for war games. I get it. It's fundamentally sound wrestling. I just don't like it because I'm so sick of the title picture being tied up in unimportant things. And I'll recap, like, my thoughts, because I feel like they haven't really done anything productive all year with the title. Um, but if you're gonna do it, I think you gotta have Kevin Owens on the good guy side. You gotta have Sammy Zayn on the other. If they choose to use this War Games match to expedite the eventual turn, regardless of which way it goes, I'm assuming it's gonna be the bloodline on Sammy. Even though I think the reverse would be a way more fun way to go. Uh, I it's it's gotta be KO. And he's been suspiciously off TV a little bit, so there. This might be how they bring him back to television. Who do you think is the fifth member over there?
3: Uh, I mean, you could you you, you or said that. Four. Yeah, you kind of said it. I, I might be. God, I don't know. You could see that that whole split with Kevin Owens and and you know bringing in Sammy Zayn. I, I mean, what what else? Where else can it be? I, I don't. I don't think they're gonna shock us. WWE has kind of lost a little bit of the shock and awe in the last couple of weeks. They've kind of like toned down. I know that we're wrapping up for, you know, to do uh, Crown Jewel, you know, the biggest WrestleMania of all time. So, you know, as like that, they like to tout it bigger than WrestleMania. I'm sorry. But yeah, yeah I, I, I don't know. I, I just that is the most logical thing right now in my brain.
1: Yeah, I think it's got to be. You could go a couple ways. You could do a four on four. You don't have to do five on five. We're just assuming that's kind of the way it's going to go. Right. And then you could just have what OG Alex has been predicting. And I love this idea. They turn on Sammy in the process. And then Kevin Owen comes out after and just picks Sammy off the ground. And is like, I saw this coming a mile away. I still got your back. And then they go on a tag run, or you could have someone else with the bloodline. You have Kevin Owens on, on the face side of things. And I think that could be super, super fun. Um, I don't mind what they've set up booking wise for that. I just think if you can script anything in the world, which they can, this is not the most appropriate use of talent. Just my opinion on things. But uh, we are going to get through some more of your super chats and humper chats. George, thank you for those. There's
3: a lot coming in, by the way. So, yeah, we appreciate it. And sure.
1: uh, What's really awesome about it is you guys are just pouring in support for like my dad's birthday and for Veterans Day, which we really appreciate. Like the fact that you're sending in money directly to us and not even necessarily about a ton of wrestling takes, uh, just means more to me than any wrestling super chat you could probably send. So George L saying, love watching you guys. Well, we love being watched. Oh. Like creeps. No, it doesn't for by Alex. Happy Marine Corps birthday. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes, yesterday was the Marine Corps birthday. Today is Veterans Day. I'm still recovering. In other words,
1: my dad is uh, wishing Scott a happy birthday 35 minutes early because his is tomorrow. So yes, sending the love birthday. right back. I know a big uh, a big November birthday turn. My mom is in mid October. My sister is in early November, and my dad is today. So between that and Christmas, it's like all of my gift buying is centralized to one very specific time of year. And I'm a May baby, so I'm I'm in the middle <laughs> of oh, the yeah, year. Volup yeah. saying you want a shocker, you want some adrenaline in your soul. That's a bit of a shocker. Ko is still the best course, by the way. They confirmed it's five on five. My bad on that. Then I thought it was, but when we only saw four people out there, um, volub also following up saying Happy Veterans Day, Alex, and Happy Birthday, Tall Paul, Elizabeth. Thank you. We as a society have forgotten about how great Sean getting over just tall Paul. Tall Paul was. Um yeah, Cody coming back would be a super, super shock. I almost feel like it would be a waste. Like I think the move is to do Rumble, and I legitimately have no idea what his timeline is, but I mean, you could kick off that story of him versus Roman in a situation like this. I just feel like this is probably gonna be set up for. The tag picture because the story's right there. It's kind of hot right now. Like you don't want to exhaust it. My thing is, how do you run that for three and a half months if you do choose to do this? Um, but I feel like Rumble and Elimination Chamber is probably a better, just better timing wise going into WrestleMania. But that that would be a shock of the century if if Cody Rhodes showed up. That would be really, really cool. I wouldn't mind that. You could set Cody up facing roman at rumble for that if you wanted to but so much of what happens here i think is going to depend on the rock so we will see what they have but joseph snark chiming in saying happy birthday tall papa paul elizabeth and thanks to mr Cardozo for your service i hope the moving process is going smoothly it sounds like yes. considering you're like you're really coming along with this house considering it's like a new construction right
3: yeah, um obviously I send you little updates here and there whenever I whenever I don't want to bother <laughs> you. Uh um, no, but better, yeah, father. it's so so really quickly on that front guys. So the house is actually closing on December 22nd. But Merry Christmas house, to you. Yeah, the house will actually be done like by Thanksgiving. So I'm trying to fight with like yeah. the mortgage company and letting them like, "Hey, uh can I get in? Can
1: I you know, can we there? speed yeah. up the
3: process like <laughs> There's like one final helps everybody. Like, yeah. thing you got to do, like before you go in and God, just let me in just
4: Bray like, Wyatt me like
1: old Bray Wyatt. I was just going to say, let, let you me. in, let you in. I love it. Um, Drew Nicholas saying thank you for your service, Alexis. And I hope all of our veterans have a wonderful thank Veterans so Day, as do I. I shared those sentiments and I think we all do here at the Fightful community. Some overall takeaways from Orion Ben saying New Day versus Uso will just entertain, but I want Biggie there. I kind of wish he was there just as a presence for this moment. Like there was a big part of me that just really was hoping he would be ringside or come out after or something like it did feel to me incomplete, but on the flip side, like if he is going to come back, hopefully he comes back and it's in a really wonderful, meaningful way. Um, like in an in-ring way that surprises us or whatever. So uh, oh, Ryan Ben also saying after Sarah came out, I wanted for the Heidi and Max reaction on Twitter was not disappointed. Oh, we're going to get there. We are going to get there. And then he said, yeah, you have Candice in the house. WWE have her work with Liv. Um, I'm very intrigued to see what happens there. Because Candace seems like, duh, of course you would want her in war games. Um She's kind of, that was like her cementing moments in NXT were in that match. So we will see. We will see how the rest of this shakes up. But tonight we move along. We get an announcement that Butch, Sami Zayn, Shinsuke Nakamura, Santos Escobar, Braun Strowman, Ricochet, Jinder Mahal, and Mustafa Ali were announced as a part of the SmackDown World Cup. Uh We'll get to my thoughts on Braun Strowman and his comments later too. But... <laughs> The first qualifying match for that is Santos Escobar defeating Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, Cole mentioning that Nakamura and Great Muda are going to have a match as a part of the Great Muda's retirement tour, which it's so cool and feels to me like a great example. I've said this before of like competition pushing competition. Like uh, I don't know if they do this if AEW is not around. In the same way that there are certain things that AEW is doing that I don't know if they do when WWE is around. Um, so I, I think it's really cool that they continue to mention that stuff on commentary. This match, uh, it was good. Don't get me wrong. There's no way a match between these two guys was going to be bad. I thought before it started, I was like, this is going to be an overbooked mess because they're going to drive home the numbers game. Uh, and it wasn't an overbooked mess. There were reasonable distractions that didn't feel like it took too much away from the match in any way. But for some reason, I also didn't feel like this like super kicked in. I liked the finish here. Escapar hitting the second rope phantom driver to pick up the win. Really liked that. There was a cool spot with the um, Shinsuke was going for a Kinsasha and Cruz and Wild kind of had a, had a logical distraction in it. I don't know if it... I think it just didn't have enough time. But for the caliber of these two wrestlers, I just didn't feel like it fully clicked in. Uh, but it, it, it certainly wasn't a bad match. I just feel like I, this should be like a I'm sitting down to watch this match kind of match. And it, it didn't click in that way for me. But certainly nothing was wrong with it. The storytelling is logical here. You assume that Escobar is going to get the win, and he does, which is perfectly a reasonable move. What did you think of this match?
3: Yeah, same thing. I, I, I agree with you. I, I don't I don't know... Um, I mean, I understand why they're doing the whole World Cup thing, you know. Like, obviously with with the tie-in, but I, it, none of these matches are really doing anything for me. Like, I th- this you not know, tonight. They didn't. I'm very <laughs> critical of these like gimmicky like things, like you know, like the diamond ring for AEW, you know, sure. or or something like this, like the World Cup. It just, I honestly like tuned out. I was like. I I don't want to watch this. Why am I watching this? Like, there's so many competitors in the roster that we could be doing so many different things. And I understand it's leading to the, uh, to an intercontinental, and I understand that they're really making the intercontinental title, along with the U.S. title, mean a lot more than they did uh, months ago. So is this a way to get to it? Cool. But I don't know. It's just not doing it for me, Kate. Can you call them? Can you book this for me? I know I mentioned it, the higher, Kate. hashtag is on twitter
1: wish that i could uh here's other alex always says like roses and thorns right here's the roses of it uh you're getting a lot of talent on television that deserves to be on television like mustafa ali should be in a to your point though like mustafa ali should be in a really meaningful feud right now in my opinion things like that like But I do like that they're getting TV time. It was not that long ago. None of these guys were on television. Like, it's kind of nuts. I also like that it would make sense for a World Cup winner to face an intercontinental title holder. Like, literally, it's called the IC title, right? Like, it's the intercontinental title. Facing someone that's representing a different continent is cool. My thing is, with all tournaments, I had huge complaints about this in AEW, too, -hmm. especially with the women's ones. The beauty of a tournament, if you do it right, is you set up other stories and we see a good Mm -hmm. example of it on Rampage, in my opinion. Um, You set up other stories so that even the losers aren't losing, right? They're advancing a different story that doesn't have to do with the tournament. This is what New Japan's built on. Like, and I think it's so cool because other sports are built on this, right? Like all the NCAAs, right? (laughs) Like all of these things that are feel real and sports-based are are tournament-based. However, um, I do feel like Jinder Mahal and Braun Strowman was not leading to a story. Santos Escobar and Shinsuke. This didn't set up anything else for Shinsuke. You're building up legato. So I get it. Um, but I feel like they could have maximized it more. For, for And, f- sure. and
3: Freddie says the same thing all the time. What are these things going to lead to? Always. Because, you know, in professional wrestling, it's a week to week thing. So you need to have stories that are going to continue building on until you move forward. And Blue.
1: Oh we get a pretty clever but somewhat dicey super chat from oh saying at least God. the World Cup outcome is logical with the Germans winning in the end. <sighs> Listen, was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? See, see what I did with the pop culture from 30 years ago reference? Killing it over here. <laughs> 317 key saying. Hey, Kate and Alex, I was there live today. SmackDown was pretty good. I did think it was pretty good. Um, I felt like it was very yes. well paced. Some of the matches were great. Some stuff not so great, but I feel like a lot more is developing. And it felt just a little bit fresher than it's been feeling today. Uh, Jason Mayer saying, lipstick, cash up later, Kate, PS, shoulder, Alex. I
3: gotta, I, you know... Guys, I'm living out of a bag, basically, because I'm I'm, I'm here. Um, My time ends here on the 15th of December at this Airbnb. So I wish I had more of these spaghetti straps so I could show you more of the. But I'm going to find something for you for next week. I'm going to wear some sex for you. By the way, Kate, next week, I'll be up in Jersey.
1: Oh, really? I'm coming
3: back for the weekend. So uh, we might have to get together. if You're not busy. You know what
1: i'm saying oh you're just gonna miss full gear or wait what, oh you no i'll
3: be i'll be there for full gear yeah
1: oh we're gonna it's gonna be fun we're gonna have a good weekend we are going to have a good weekend okay so here's something that they presented to me pretty well that i didn't know i needed and now i need it la knight versus bray wyatt i love the way this got set up alex this was really fun a couple of glitches that you mentioned and we will talk about those but Larry Aloysius Knight, LA Knight, who has already come such a far way from maximum male models, in my opinion, uh, said that it's kind of nonsense that he is not in the World Cup. I like him wanting to be in the World Cup. It makes the World Cup feel important. makes it feel like it's important stakes. I also like the, his timing on this was fantastic because this could have gone real bad if his timing was not good. They have the Bray Wyatt TV glitch windom Six thing happening on the monitor behind them. Also very good because those TVs are always around. They don't usually use them during interview segments because why would you? They usually just have the SmackDown logo. This was extremely like clever for them. Uh, so it's glitching and he gets annoyed by it. And then Kayla just disappears. And next thing you know, Bray Wyatt's right there. I absolutely love the thing that to me, was the biggest barrier for Bray Wyatt is nobody acknowledged his spooky stuff. Like, you could never have Bray Wyatt versus Kevin Owens proper, or The Fiend versus Kevin Owens proper, because Kevin Owens would be like, what are you doing with that ridiculous mask? Like, why are the lights stupid? Like, that's the type of wrestler Kevin Owens is. We get hints of that here, and I thought LA Knight did fantastic with this segment. Really liked him calling Bray out, saying, go back in your room and play with your puppets, because that is how it's supposed to kind of look from our end, right? Uh, And he said, stick those puppets wherever you want. I don't have a problem with it. Essentially saying, stick them up your ass, Bray. And I absolutely adored this segment. And I feel like LA Knight is like some of the best parts of the Attitude Era while leaving behind some of the like goofiness and the misogyny and all that stuff. Like the stuff that isn't timeless about the Attitude Era gets a little bit left behind with him. But like that attitude, is great. I feel like he is so cut out for main roster WWE programming. He is the perfect guy to be executing a story like this. I would not in a million years have thought to pair these two together. But him acknowledging kind of the spookier stuff with Bray that feels gimmicky to someone like me and someone like LA Knight, I thought was such a great way to go about it. And then him just getting headbutted by Bray because Bray has been brimming at this violence, right? Like all of these promos have led up to I try and control it. I try and control it, but I go to really dark places. All of this is really good. They're figuring out for me a way to make Bray Wyatt work that feels accessible. I loved it. You did point out that Bray like suddenly was out of the picture in LA Knight was like, "Where did he go?" And Kevin Dunn was like, "He's right there." <laughs> but a very very effective segment um I'm really excited to see where this goes. What did you think about this? Yeah,
3: you know, to piggyback off what you just said, I come from the entertainment world. I come from the video world, right? So when he gets headbutted and the camera goes down and follows him down, was like, oh, God, I just got headbutted. God, that hurt. And then all of a sudden, the camera <laughs> pans back up and he's like, where did he go? A second later, when you clearly saw him exit stage left, you clearly everyone in America all 2.3 million people that saw it tonight on Smackdown on Fox saw him leave stage. but anyway I digress I thought it was a, a great segment I did say that this needed to be some behind some type of paywall um,
1: a Bray wall as a, bra- a yes a bray wall. we, on Twitter, we yeah. called <laughs> it only
3: only uh f- oh, was it only fan six is that what yeah. we call it so yeah. it that's where the it, six Moniker. that's where it needs to be I think that this is the perfect pairing uh for a returning bray um but this is uh, this is where things get a little dicey because we don't know what bray is bray's in that big gray line right now we don't know if he i don't i don't consider him a face and i don't con- consider him a heel he's fighting an inner demon right now we don't understand where he's coming from, correct? Because, I i mean, yeah, he's, he's saying these heartfelt messages, but he's also fighting this demon. I mean, he can literally go to LA Knight. He can go to Braun. He can go to anyone and beat their ass, right? So, like, that's where I'm a little bit confused as to where they're going with him. But other than that, I think it's going to play out perfectly.
1: I think you raise a really good point, and the only clarity that I have around it is if you're doing it right, which WWE doesn't always do, but to their credit, everybody's excited Bray's back. The fans are behind Bray, so that should lean face, but because he has Uncle Howdy and this creepy side, having him mixed with a heel that people actually like and has charisma and is relatable in some ways is actually a really great offset. I'm glad you brought that up because... That's another layer of why this story might work a little bit better out the gate is both of them are kind of in this mixed world of like a heel that I move, but kind of with a wink or not because I like him. And Bray being a face because we're all excited he's back. But what the hell's going on with this Uncle Howdy stuff? Is uh, That's a really, really good call on your part. Really good call on your part. But that's
3: why I don't get paid the big bucks. It's just to be here and make all these beautiful calls. Okay?
1: That's right. But that's why we pay you the medium bucks. I love it. <laughs> Joseph Snark chiming in, saying an Animal House reference in the year of our Lord 2022 pop. Well played. Well played. I will quote the classics whenever I have the opportunity to. Uh, said, acting.
3: She's like a middle-aged woman when she's like in her 20s.
1: I'm in my 30s, but I will take that. I will take that. Uh, Louis <laughs> saying, Alex, did you mean only fireflies? I like that. Only I like five- that one too. Yeah. Only Fire fans, only we'll fire fly fans. We'll I just them. bought
3: those two URLs while we've been sitting here, so they're gonna have to pay me millions <laughs> if they want
1: them. millions. All right, we're gonna move along to something that was not very good, Alex. Uh, I feel like I've seen a version of this women's six pack so many times. Like I thought about it. like a certain, like sometimes Natalia's in this, sometimes. We've seen this so many times. However, I will say that I appreciate stakes and matches and I appreciate a lot of women being on my television in one shot. Like that's really good, especially when on Monday you had one women's match and one other segment in 3 hours like that's not great. So, 3 hours you should definitely be turning up the heat. Um but this match was just not good. That's the other thing is they keep going back to this well. And I don't think I've ever seen a situation where it's been like real strong, like, and a lot of times it's been real rough. And this was unfortunately one of them. Uh, the scariest spot being that Raquel set up for a Hanabom and then Liv kind of flew in out of nowhere with the oblivion. And the that whole table spot just completely fell apart. I hope everybody is sincerely okay in it. A lot of people thought that they called an audible having Shotzi win here because that spot went errant. Sean did confirm that the plan was always for Shotzi to win. So that's good. At least, like, things went the way they were supposed to in that regard, but a lot of this match did not. Um, Lacey, they've really just... Lacey's not, like, someone that's for me. I don't find her particularly strong in the ring, She was away and came back and bore her soul telling her real life trauma over the course of like five weeks. And they didn't decide whether to make her face or heal, which is egregious. No plan for her, apparently, or one that they were trying to change. And then on top of that, ever since the Triple H era, and this isn't, this is just circumstance. I don't think this is anyone's fault. She hasn't been really being used here. I did like that they acknowledged that it was Veterans Day. Um, And she did serve also in the Marine Corps. So that's awesome. Like, I'm glad that they, they acknowledged that and made that feel special and important. But like, man, this was just a really messy match and didn't do a whole heck of a lot. Nice to see Shotzi get to win something. That's nice. She's kind of just been like, eating losses and floating around. But at the same time, wasn't she just in a tag team with Raquel? Like, I, I don't know what's going on here, and this match showed that. I don't think anybody has a clear idea of what they're doing here. Shotzi getting the win is kind of cool. Um, but she fights uh, Lacey Evans here and wins with the, the never wake up and then pins Lacey to win it. So Lacey also taking the pin, which makes sense because she hasn't been really being used a ton here. But this was just not very good. And the backstage that happened after, buddy, not much better. But let me get your thoughts on the match. And sincerely, the biggest hope is that everybody's okay because that botched table spot looked really, really rough.
3: Yeah, everyone, everyone, everyone who saw that was like, whoa, okay, that did not look right. Yeah. So, I mean, I haven't seen anything come through anywhere that anyone got hurt. Yeah. Um, you know, so I'm hoping and praying that they all, uh, Came out of it unscathed. Um, we need these women. So the match felt a little bit, for me, it just felt a little bit disconnected, even with that spot added into it. Um, great for Shotzi. He's good to see. I love Shotzi, by the way. I mean everything about her. So it's good to see her out there and 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 being pushed. Um, I don't know for me, like, again, where are we? Are we advancing this these women? Are we creating more storylines for them? You know, we've seen kind of like Raquel out there, you know, numerous times in in spots like this. And she seems a little bit lost right now after losing her tag team partner. Like, they don't know really what to do with her. Um, And that backstage segment, again, it's cool to see Shayna out there beating the hell out of people. Because that's the Shayna I want to see at all times. But I also don't want to see her talk. I kind of just want to see her kind of like look at somebody, kind of like snare at them, be like, you know, give her that powerhouse Hobbs look. (laughs) <laughs> and then just like spine buster them, you know, to death right in the concrete or something, you know. But, you know, same thing. Same thing goes with with Rhonda. I don't know. Well, that's a little weird pairing. I understand like they're putting them two together and I hope that it kind of turns out later on to be something even bigger.
1: Yeah, I think um, it will. I yeah, think it will. But you're right sure. in that neither of them are particular. Usually when you have a pairing like that, it's because someone is like dynamite on the mic and then the other yes. person's a, a yeah, bruiser no, they're so. both
3: equally bad
1: <laughs> yeah i think shane shane is a little more China, natural, Yeah, but yeah, they yeah. they don't give her great stuff and we're gonna get into right. that but to your point what is the plan with some of these women i think people forget like zaya lee had insanely high produced yeah. vignettes when she came up do you remember she had that cool lightning fist and they like wrote out a whole kill bill comic book like thing for her and then just just nothing um now she's just kind of like in matches like this and i understand that like it's really hard to be pushing everybody but like you could be pushing someone you have tag titles and no tag division like what are we doing here can i
3: say this too as well i don't mean to interrupt you this whole lacey evans thing like i understand like first of all they 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 made her go out there and talk about everything that happened in her past multiple times now weeks
1: yeah for five five weeks, weeks literal just like here's all my trauma She goes out there, and they, like, don't know if she's a face or a heel. You don't have a plan after someone bears their freaking soul. She's not even, like, my favorite wrestler. But I'm still like, man, you're going to have her be that raw and vulnerable and not do anything?
3: And multiple times, multiple times, they've they've done the whole military thing. They've tried it time and time again. For me, I don't like that. That's just me. That's just being old school. Like, let's leave... Acknowledge the fact that she was in the military, but let's not make it into a gimmick. Let's not use like I understand wrestling is carny and you're using everything that you can to (laughs) to make it to make it to make really great storylines. But I don't know. For me, it's like she should speak up and be like, hey, that's cool. Let's acknowledge my 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 time in the Marine Corps. I'm a veteran. Let's move on from that. That's not you know, that's not the end all be all, because you're also making a mockery of it. Every single time they start her up and it ends, they start her up and it ends that's all they have for her right now it's like oh she was a sergeant in afghanistan like great okay but who is she who is she in the ring
1: (laughs) and like yeah i mean she she (laughs) she served she talked like at length about the abuse and uh all of the important people in her life that died and all of this stuff and that and for to your point for what Where did it go? So that's rough. And also rough was this backstage segment after Shotzi and Emma are talking. Emma came back and lost to Ronda Rousey. So I guess she didn't qualify for this match, even though everybody in this match loses all the time. Not sure why you're not putting your newly returned talent in here, but I digress. They're talking and it comes out that Emma, who is dating Madcap Moss in real life, I believe, is totally crushing Um, no women have ever spoken like this in the history of the world. This is not how people talk. I'm sorry. And then later, the best part of this was Shayna being like, I'm going to choke you out and you're going to get your ass kicked by Ronda Rousey. Like, that was the best part of it. And then Ronda Rousey says, and I quote, clean up on Isle Green. Nobody oh, in the God. history of the world has ever spoken like this. I'm sorry. It's not good. It was not good. I'm done. Um, so not great. But the totally crushing thing reminded me of Teen Girl Squad. If we have any Homestar Runner fans in the house. But I'm totally crushing. Uh, From like also 10 years ago. Animal House and Homestar Runner. Just very current references for the kids today. But this backstage was not great to your point. So we will move along, and we will remind you to get in those super chats, get in those humper chats, go on Twitch, twitchtv gaming and send us your bits. We thank you so much for all the happy birthday wishes for my dad, all the Veterans Day acknowledgments and gratitude for Alex over here. Yes,
3: Appreciate thank it. you. Am I the, am I Fightful's? I don't know. I I, I gotta look this up. am my Fightful's first vet here.
1: I don't want to confirm that because there's 40 of us so it's very possible I'm wrong but as far as I think like at least personalities that are on the YouTube side of things I I think you I don't know first but definitely I think the the only current one is I would like to just meet the
3: rest of them that's all you know I'm not trying to give myself pats in the back I am not Lacey Evans or WWE (laughs) I don't even talk about my time I just did a a spot for State Farm like State Farm wanted to do like a thing with me yeah and it was like a 30-minute thing that you know they want to talk about the Latinos and, and Latino leaders and you know military so and being cool. a producer on iHeart and everybody. Went, I just can't talk. I'm like, yeah, I was in the military great. Oh my <laughs> god,
1: you're so cool and popular.
3: I'm trying to be like you.
1: Oh, stop. You're trying to be Listen, like Jake from the announcer.
3: Farm.
1: <laughs> okay. Oh well, because I was doing commentary this weekend. No. Yes. <laughs> we do have Sean Gardner chiming in. We thank him for doing so, saying, who does Ronda lose the title to, Becky Lynch? And isn't Shotzi a future champion? I wish I could tell you. I, I would hope Shotzi could be at some point, but it's so scattered right now, I don't feel confident saying that. And I do think there are a fair number of people ahead of her. I think Ronda probably loses to Becky at Mania. If they're smart, they would set up the... Uh, Four Horsewomen, Fatal 4-Way, because I think if we've learned anything, (laughs) it's that perhaps maybe the Four Horsewomen aren't around the way you think they are. Assuming that Sasha does come back at some point, that's the program I would run. I think they're going to re-run Becky and Rhonda, and I think that's gonna be great. Actually, I think it'll be really, probably really, really good, because they want Rhonda to follow in the footsteps of what Becky's been doing as a phase, and they can't do that successfully. So Rhonda as a heel to that, I think might actually be good. And Becky is, to me, one of the the best workers in the world.
3: You're also not seeing the titles flip-flop either. Like you're seeing these long, drawn-out, old-school Triple H style holding the belt, you know, and, and continuing to do it. And they call it a belt now too, which is cool.
2: Because yeah, a belt yeah, yeah, used yeah. to
3: hold your pants up. But... You know, uh, Ronda Rousey calls it a, called it a belt.
1: Yeah. You know, not a We're title or championship.
3: Waist. Yeah, yeah. That which is pretty cool. Like you see all these like little nuances now that have been changing. But I I, I like I like it. That I can give them props for.
1: You yeah. Know? Agreed. Longevity. Uh, greed. Um. Oh, Louis pointing out that our wonderful mod, Zach is also a military man right now. So shout out to him too. Well, thank hey. you for your service, Zach. We appreciate I that. Know,
3: Zach. Yeah, for sure.
1: Oh, great. Matthew Plus is here saying that I know Alexis is a tremendous Marine simply because it's clear he takes Semper Fidelis. Did I say that right? Very seriously. Yes. It's the only always, explanation. It means it's
3: always faithful. That's what it means.
1: Okay. I knew Semper Fi. fi. Semper yes. I didn't realize that was short for something. It's so yes. the only explanation for why he remains on this train wreck of a show hosted by Kate. Oh, That's not wow. true. Okay, Matthew Plus. It's also. Beautiful. I
3: believe in it so much. I have it tattooed on my arm. Come on now.
1: There you go. I knew that from my grandfather, actually. That's where I knew that from. Shout out to your grandfather. Yeah. OG. Yeah. You don't
3: you don't mess with those OG Marines. They'll kill Mm. you with a stare. Just saying.
1: I've learned I learned some things from him, including how to pack more efficiently from his military days. He told me to roll my clothes instead of fold them. A very helpful tip that I use to this day. So. (laughs) Well, you're I actually I have you his speedies. dog tags. I have his dog tags, which is pretty rad. Awesome. But we will move along. We will move along to this Ricochet interview. Ricochet versus Ali next week. Hell yeah. Though so it looks like it's setting up for maybe more stuff with Gunther. And I'm like, we already did that too. You could do cool stuff with Gunther that doesn't involve Ricochet. But those matches ruled. I just am like, we've been here already and we have fresh blood. So why aren't we using them? But uh you know what we move on to next after that? We move on to World Cup qualifier between Braun Strowman and Jinder Mahal. And the whole reason that this match is here is because they want to set up a NordVPN segue for me because I appreciate <laughs> it. Because World Cup, you could it's representative of the whole world, right? And with NordVPN, you can be anywhere in the world. And also, I would like to have not seen this match i hope that nobody is like she must be a fan because it's traceable on all of her stuff so we're gonna let sean Rossap tell you about all of the other wonderful investments that nordvpn has made in us and how that benefits you
0: nordvpn.com slash fightful block online trackers annoying pop-up ads Unlock Geoblock content. Maybe you missed the WWE Network. Maybe you want that AEW+. Maybe you want to subscribe to overseas services so you can get UFC pay-per-views at a reduced rate. Well, NordVPN.com slash Fightful allows you to do that. And you can do it with four months for free with that link. Not only that, you get your 30-day money-back guarantee as well. Just in case you don't like it for any reason, it works on all of your devices so you can do this stuff wherever you are. Maybe you're on that unsecured Wi-Fi at the airport, the hotel. Yeah, it can be dangerous. Your info is at risk. But you can still gain access to all that stuff. Check out all of your favorite shows or maybe shows you haven't discovered before with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Now with multiple tiers so you can get whatever services that you want. NordVPN.com slash Fightful.
1: Look, I can't guarantee that you'll be a millionaire with NordVPN. I can't do that. But I can tell you, the code Fightful is going to save you some good money. And you can take all that money and you can spend it on Fightful Select where you get so much value. You get all of the greatest scoops that you could ever possibly hope for in the whole wide world. You get extra podcasts. You get the Sean Ross app Q&A. You get... SmackDown and Raw plans as well as producers. You find out the heat about Braun Strowman, who we're going to be talking about momentarily in his dumb tweet. You can Ugh. find out so much more. And you get bonus podcasts. You get Alex Pulaski, who is going to come on here I think and, and rant about the WarGames picture at the end of this. Uh, you get the SRS Q&A. You get S AskRhapsody. You get so much added value for just $5.
3: $5, mi gente.
1: We're talking World Cup. We've got bilingual $5-ness for you. It's so great. It's so great. So please subscribe to Fightful Select. Um, It's always so silly because people will complain, like, well, I found out the news anyway. Yeah, but, like, Sean can pay us because you guys support Fightful Select. So we appreciate that. Usually you do find out the news because people break the paywall. Uh, But, like, it helps pay us and it helps pay Jeremy. It's just the fact that people spend $5
3: on on worse ish out there trust me and when you're supporting a site that's putting in a lot of work like Fightful Select is doing to bring you things that they're breaking and then other sites with their quote unquote reported on Fightful Select behind the paywall (laughs) (laughs) you know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I read them and I don't say anything because I don't want to get anyone in trouble.
1: Look, we don't talk nonsense on other dirt cheese but you're right, though. That's you're why not. I said I'm not. I'm, not.
3: <laughs> I'm only stating it's a public thing. It's a tweet, and I'm reading it as it's being put out there like Elon Musk.
1: This isn't even the time of the show for this, but I'm just so excited. So we're going to talk about the fact that Takeshi is back next week on Rampage. Oh, my gosh. I want gonna Cinnabon I
3: going to be Cinnabon very,
1: now. very excited. But we're going to move along here. To the most boring match in the history of matches. On Five Select, you can read that Braun Strowman's tweet about flippy do stuff was not very well received. And here's the thing people have an argument against the flippy do style of wrestling, saying that it's inefficient. And part of buying into a wrestling match isn't about the acrobatics, right? It's about looking like you're trying to win a match, and it's about uh, inflicting as much pain on your opponent as possible, like your Eddie Kingston's like your Kevin Owens' is of the world. Like, it's more about that. So there's an argument to be made. When you are nothing more... And I was being nice to Braun, okay? He's not my type of wrestler, but he's for a lot of other people. So I was trying to be nice. He's got, like, a shoulder tackle and a powerbomb and not much else, all right? If you're going to be snarky, I'm going to be snarky right back to you, Braun Strowman. I don't like it. I find your match is two-dimensional. I can say it's not for me. But apparently, you can't do that with Flippy Doo stuff, so now I'm going in. I found this match really boring. He won it with the monster bomb. It was against Jinder Mahal. It was just like shoulder shoulder block, shoulder tackle. He's so
3: boring, Kate. He is so... I've been saying this. You gave him a compliment by calling him two-dimensional because I call him (laughs) one-dimensional. Okay? He just simply just like does the same thing. He's the same character. He hasn't changed. There's no up... There's no uptick on him there's no next movement no there's nothing you can do with him he is just simply an attraction he comes in with his you know nipple rings he destroys people and then he just and and leaves like i'm sorry like i wish yes he's a he's a phenomenal looking man you know very you know athletic but and so physical. are you
1: and you can subscribe I and mean, your shoulders
3: mm, but other than there's that other than that kate like you just mentioned it's it's, he always does this.
1: Yeah, Too sure much know. of this, stop. you know. Just stop picking on wrestlers that could run circles around you. But I found this match very boring. I found the outcome not surprising. He wins with monster bomb and moves on. I hope somebody flippy doos him into oblivion in the next round. Whoever his
2: opponent <laughs> may
1: be. Uh, but we're gonna move along here to uh, there, Max. I mean, uh, Sarah Logan interrupting what was supposed to be a match between V Fab and Delina Vega uh we see this breakdown in what was kind of a fun way sarah logan returns which is exciting knew it was gonna be her because we saw the vignettes um if you don't know who max the impaler is this look which i've been told i've been told it's been I- it's been inspired by viking lore i've been in- told it's been inspired by video games so if it is that's cool she looks like a carbon copy of max the impaler <laughs> like and also kind of like the less artistic version of it like it, it looks like a little lower quality so I hope they switch up the look just a little bit because it it feels extremely um I want to say gimmick infringement-y because it's not the gimmick it's literally just the look the face paint's exactly the same the dreadlocks are exactly the same the color of her gear is exactly the same the pattern of her gear is exactly the same so I don't say that to pick on Sarah Logan. I don't. I don't know if it was intentional. I don't think it was intentional. Even if it was intentional, WWE creative should have stopped her from doing it. So I'm. Not, this isn't a pick on Sarah Logan. I'm very happy that she's back. I doubt she was trying to do that. Um, but I will say Max the Impaler is a wonderful, wonderful talent. If you're not familiar with them, please go check them out. They do such interesting stuff. Uh, Alex. OG Alex saying it's the great value brand Max the Impaler. Kind of is. We saw this with with Axiom, right? He, he had almost identical gear to which I, th- I believe it was a Chakara talent. So um, I, I don't say this to disparage Sarah Logan or creative or anything like that, but I do want to call attention to how great Max the Impaler is because they do fantastic work on the indies. They were a really big part of ROH. They've been on um, AW Dark and a lot of other places and Talk about a cool monster-y type gimmick. Like they are killing it. And I I love to see it. So anyway, check out they are Max on Twitter. Check out Max the Impaler. Check out their work. Awesome, awesome stuff. But I am actually very glad to see Sarah Logan back. So I don't want this to seem negative on her. I think this is great. Um, setting up something between uh, you know, what you have going on with both of these factions make sense, right? They've like haven't been doing a ton since their return. You know, I feel like Swerve not being in the picture has compromised them. I don't think it's put them dead in the water, but it looks like they were winning a lot of tag matches and then they started losing. So it feels like this whole faction has not like been on a consistent path. So this isn't even numbers game, right? We see the numbers game taking advantage of people so often this is equal. So I think it's it's a really cool move uh if you want to do some I I doubt they'll do like any mixed tag stuff with this but three on three and you you got even gender numbers, so not bad by any means I was just it was overshadowed for me by the fact that I was like that's Maxine that's Sarah Logan looking like Maxine a little bit but very glad she's back very glad to see these women's divisions getting a little bit more fleshed out here what did you think of this non-match and what did you think of the return of Sarah Logan are you excited for her to be back
3: yeah, a, I mean, anytime any of, the, any of them get work, right, able to come back. I mean, they got a family. It, it's nice to have, you know, work, basically, people. And she um got let go prematurely because of everything that was happening, you know. So um, She was pregnant,
1: I believe, too. So, yeah. There, like, yeah.
3: Yeah, it you know, but. It made even, sense,
1: in a sense. But at the same yeah. time, was around all the other releases. Right, because right. there has
3: been a lot of other pregnant women in WWE that never got released. Um right. <laughs> Which I will not mention in here. Becky um so yeah so like <laughs> I'm not even gonna say it. I'm gonna just text you what I know Kate I'll leave that um yeah so I don't know I, I'm really happy for them I want I hope that they take the Viking Raiders um a lot more serious this time around and I hope you know sometimes you need those really cool strong gimmicks like that um and god only knows where they'll take it you know maybe they'll go face spray Wyatt and his team that'll be super cool to see them go to war and beat the hell out of each other you know but i hope that they do stay that course and they don't become you know just everyday run of the mill like okay cool they're fighting whatever you know and by the way for sarah to have a baby get back in the ring and be physical the way she is bro she is strong like she she could destroy me she looked She looked like jacked.
1: Yeah, I'm excited. Like, I always thought with the Riot Squad, it was fun to have such different workers with all three of them. And so to see them come back in individual senses to their own companies and their own ways, um, I think is is cool. So I'm excited to see what's around the corner. I agree. I hope it's not like... Eric and Ivar playing basketball again or whatever. Because when they were War Machine, they were awesome. When they were in ROH, they were awesome. So I'm expecting great things. And it's never been a work rate question, that's for sure. so Bring I'm back sure we'll... War
3: Machine, that's dope. Oh, I, I remember that.
1: It's the best. War, war. It's the best. So we move along to our closing segment, which uh, I'm sure Alex Pulaski is going to want to jump in for. And then we are going to go through uh, Rampage On a somewhat quicker note, I'm hoping, but uh, we got Paul Heyman arriving. Sami Zayn was not present tonight, but he makes fun of the crowd and then says they're not being very Usy. They kind of bury the New Day completely picking nets. This isn't that big of a deal, but they say, like, the New Day can't even compare to the Usos, and I'm like, technically, they're still the longest-reigning champions right now. So I was like, even though though the Usos have the titles and they're going to break that record, I'm like, well, they can at least compare pair because they are the record holders at this exact moment but neither here nor there um and then we see an appearance from the brawling brutes and drew mcintyre so we're getting a preview of our war gains episode this of course breaks out into a massive brawl uh they start trading shots seamus pops up and starts trading shots with roman everything breaks down drew meets a big boot here surprise surprise We're going to bring Alex Pulaski on, but I'm going to rant first, and then I'll let him rant because I did some research here. Did you say me first? You rant first. Okay. Uh, I don't like this because – okay. I don't even want to say I don't like this. I think there are way better options that you could have. If they use this to expedite the turn with Sami Zayn, I won't hate it as much so long as Kevin Owens is on the side of right. Because there will have been a purpose to doing this, but when you have the world championships, both of them, and you have both world titles tagged, merged into one, you're putting all the gold, i.e. all of the other attraction that would be on this pay-per-view in the War Games match, and you are once again stunting talent that could be in this. I feel like they could have built a really cool program with Imperium versus good guys or Legato versus good guys. If they had timed it right or whatever, there's so many other things that you could do here. And in general, I'll just say that the title defenses this year on either TV or pay-per-view for Roman Reigns have been Roman versus Seth, right? We got Roman versus Seth at rumble. We got Roman versus Goldberg at elimination chamber. We got Roman versus Brock twice. We got Roman versus Riddle on a random SmackDown. We got Roman versus Drew already. We got Roman versus Logan Paul. None of them are young building talent. None of—I mean, Riddle, arguably, but that was a throwaway SmackDown loss. That wasn't going anywhere. Seth Goldberg, Drew, who is over like Rover, and they should have given it to. And Logan Paul, come on, man! Like this is not a healthy and productive use of a world title at all. And that's just this year. The entire year before was spent chasing Brock around. So I just don't understand why this is what we're doing with the world title picture this consistently. If he had been defending it a bunch against young talent that was on the rise and losing to him was still giving them sort of rub, some sort of rub, cool. This has been just such a, a miscast use of this title and you've merged both titles into one. Now, the other question is, who does Roman eventually drop it to? He's not going to drop it to The Rock. Is he going to carry it past Mania? You think he's going to drop it to The Rock, and The Rock's going to turn around and lose it? Oh, good. The Rock really needs the rub of anybody. If it's not The Rock, it's going to be Cody, who also doesn't need it. Like All of this is a waste in the build, and all of this is going to be a waste for who he eventually drops to. So to then go and tie it up in the War Games match, all of the gold outside of the mid-card titles, Feels like a waste to me. Now, I bet the match is going to be good if they use it to move things along with Sami Zayn. I think that could be real fun. I don't think what they present in front of us is going to be bad. But when you can book anything in the world, it is such a waste of your titles to have it tied up in here. So do I hate what they're going to give us? Not really. I think it'll be good. And if they do the story right, it could be productive. But if you can script anything in the world, why are we scripting this? Alex Pulaski hates us already, and he's sick, and he was already sour about it, which means his sour is just climbing, people. It's gonna peak right here, and we're gonna get an Alex rant to build off of my rant. OG Alex and then young Spry Alex, who is healthy. <laughs> Take it away.
4: This is this is the problem that you have when you put all of the titles on the bloodline. All of the titles. Because as much as they're trying now later to make the US title and intercontinental title mean something, it's, that's a lot of rehab because for the longest time they didn't mean anything. So you're, 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 you're fighting an uphill battle there. So all of the titles, both sets of tag titles, both of the titles that mean anything, singles titles, WWE title, universal title, the problem that you have when you do this is that these are, these are titles that should be defended. Everyone should be clamoring to get a title defense. Apparently all you have to do is just show up and say, I want a title shot. Why aren't people doing that? If that's all it takes to to get that, they should be doing that. Um, The problem I have with it is is this. Uh, Honestly, like I I said from the beginning when they announced war games, well, obviously the bloodline isn't going to be in it because why would, why you're not going to hold up all of the titles in, in one match that none of the titles will be defended in, that would be ludicrous, and yet that is what they are doing. Now, I um, would be fine with the bloodline being in this match and um, and holding up all those titles not being defended. Okay, if we hadn't just come out of Crown Jewel, where those two biggest titles were defended against a douchebag YouTuber like. Like that's that he's, he's not a professional wrestler. He's very talented at doing the moves, but it's his, it's his third, second singles match, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Third
4: match. Like that, that guy doesn't deserve the shot. I'm sorry. He doesn't deserve the shot. And also do you remember when they set up the Logan Paul match that happened on November 5th? Do you remember what, when they set that up?
1: Summer they Slate? set it
4: up the the Friday after clash at the castle which was Labor Day weekend. So they took two months setting up a match with a douchebag YouTuber and then they had the match and now they got, oh, we only got two weeks to set up war games. The first ever war games on the main roster. So what do you, wh- what, what should you be doing with that? My point is, you should have not had the match with a douchebag YouTuber and instead, you could have you done, you could have done this. Even if you had to have the match with a douchebag YouTuber, you could have instead while you were doing that built all of these rivals up to be something that listen, nobody thinks the bloodline is losing anything. If any, if this thing's happen, happened, maybe Sammy Zayn gets pinned and therefore the bloodline is pissed at him. And that leads to something. But nobody thinks Roman's getting pinned. We, what, what are we doing? Because here's the thing. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is the first war games match on the main roster. Ridge Holland doesn't belong anywhere near it. Sorry that he's part of the Brawling Brutes. If he's part of the Brawling Brutes, therefore the Brawling Brutes can't be in the match. I'm really sorry. Ridge Holland doesn't deserve that spot. He, he doesn't. He will be forever linked to a horrible botch that cost Biggie maybe his entire career. That's, to me, unforgivable. You can't just reward him with this spot. He hasn't even been good, really good, in any of the matches that the Brawling Brutes have had. I love Pete Dunne but he's been solid with this whole butch thing. You know what I mean? Sheamus proved over and over again, he's not quite good enough to beat the Intercontinental Champion. So he's good enough to face Roman Reigns in the first War Games match? Drew McIntyre, I would argue, should have been given the title in England. Between then and now, you might've been able to put the title back on Roman Reigns, which pisses off Drew McIntyre and makes him the top rival. You have two and a half months to go from Clash of the Castle survivor series but you didn't do any of those things so drew mcintyre who lost right who lost to roman reigns but in the meantime has been dallying around with the biker bouncer and his hot witch wife (laughs) fighting him to a stalemate if he can't definitively beat carrion cross what the hell is he doing in a match with roman reigns see the whole thing is is that The Bloodline should absolutely—they're the biggest. We want to say they're the biggest act in the company, and they deserve to be in War Games. I'll grant it to you. But you had two and a half months to build real, honest-to-God rivals for the Bloodline, and you didn't do it. You didn't even try. And now, two weeks until the thing is. Let's bring out the Brawling Brutes because Sheamus is pissed that he got his arm broken. Well. Fair enough, that's fine, but that kind of guy is the guy that gets added as the fifth guy in your already we've got a bunch of rivals type of thing. Not a guy who randomly had a match with Solo Sokoa and they beat him up afterwards, like there was no real feud, it was just a match that he had with Solo Sokoa and they broke his arm during it. Like, it's they're not they didn't do any of the work, you knew. Triple H, you knew you were doing (laughs) this damn match. You announced it months ago, and you did no work, zero work, to build credible babyface rivals for the bloodline, which is why people are like, well, if you want Roma to defend the title, who's he going to defend it to? Anyone he defends it against is going to lose. Well, that's their fault for not building credible challengers. And the thing of it is, is there's no pay-per-view between Survivor Series, at least they haven't announced it yet, between Survivor Series and the Royal Rumble, which means between defending the title against the douchebag YouTuber and whoever they put him up against at the Royal Rumble, that'll be almost three months without Roman Reigns defending either of the two biggest titles you've got. This is all a horrible mismanagement of all of your talent and all of your storylines, and all of your booking, and it comes to a head in a War Games match that's basically Battle Frolic. Nobody thinks this is really War Games. It's Battle Frolic.
1: Well, William Regal's not there to say it, so it has to be Battle Frolic at that point. But what's really special about Alex's rant was I already didn't like it, and now I don't like it even more. So I'm always impressed when you can make me not like something more, but I really appreciate that take and... And it's so tricky, right? Because, like, I like long-term stories, so I like that we're getting, like, Drew and Roman again, but I also don't want Drew to become the new Brock Lesnar of the situation, right? So it's... There's so many things to balance. So many of the issues are inherited issues, but now is the time, like you said, to start, like, resetting some of this. Young, sweet, adorable baby Alex. What are are (laughs) are your thoughts on this? Because I think, like... I, I know... Oh, gee, Alex and I are on the same page. And I'm a little more forgiving because, like, I I do think it's going to be good. And I do hope they're using this to move Sammy along, which I, I can forgive you. But I also don't disagree with anything Alex said. Like, all like, of those also, things are also like, true. Ever,
4: the thing that, like, people are saying, well, Kevin Owens will be the fifth guy. Yeah, great. How, though? Why, though? What? Like, the only guy from Raw? To be in this whole thing is Kevin Owens yeah. because of his great connection he has to Seamus to Drew McIntyre. No, God, yeah, I, I forget how guys.
1: soon it is. Like it's like, only it's two weeks away. Two isn't it? damn
4: yeah. weeks. There's two Raws between now Oof. and how are you gonna How are you gonna pull that together without it being like? Well, it'll be a
1: mystery. <sighs> a mystery ally in all of this. They've
3: done it before. They've done things on the fly before, just and magically people show up
1: all the time. I'm gonna address this real quick. Like Reg of Gravity says, not everything needs a story. Not everything needs a story. Your first ever war games match on the this main does. roster in one of your big this, four paper. I would argue that this this, this, does. this does, and it is against the most important act in the company, right? So, so I would say that it does. But sorry, Alex, I didn't mean to to cut no, you. No,
3: by all means, this is you guys' show right now. You guys are ranting <laughs> away. Uh, number one, I hate the Paul brothers for their use of my island and then blasting people that give millions of dollars back to the island and they give him a tax break because of it. So he can shove it up his ass for that. <laughs> uh, secondly, um, so you, yeah, that was that was a waste of, of a match, by the way. Um, secondly, you're 100% correct. This makes absolutely no sense just because they need to do something with them. They're going to put them in a war games match. Um, where are you going to get the, the stories? Where is the story going to come when you have to bring in this fifth person? Um, I, I just... It makes... It makes sense in the entertainment sense of things of like, great, let's just put all these guys together to beat the hell out of each other. But goddamn, like this is professional wrestling slash drama and, you know, novelas like we want to know soap operas. We want to know what's going on. We want to know some type of of storyline behind it. I'm with you both. It makes absolutely no sense to me. Um, They're in a bind because they're obviously not going to take these titles off of these guys. You know, uh, unless something big happens and everyone's been saying the whole Cody thing to remove the title off of Roman, which I 100 percent think that that's what they're going to go with with um with the rumble and stuff like that coming up, because it is rumble season. Believe it or not, guys, starting next month is rumble season. So, you know, I don't know, man, there's there are a lot of missing gaps here
4: but since there's no show between Survivor Series and rumble. The day after Survivor Series, his Rumble season. Yes, there you done. go. Yeah. The right. thing is that, here's the other thing: is that this will be this will be the big test, honestly, because uh, they listen. I I hate everything about the Saudi show, I hate it, but that being booked two weeks before Survivor Series dictates a whole lot of crap that they have to deal with. But instead of that. As soon as Survivor Series is over, you have two full months to build the Royal Rumble. That's two full months. You better give me like eight weeks of build to whoever gets that. Don't don't wait until after the new year to like, hey, this is a guy who's going to face Roman. No, 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 no. The whatever happens in the War game should build to something that we're going to do at the Rumble. Like that's a, that's a that's a major. Major deal, Roman has to defend the title at the Rumble. Has to, so like you have to figure out a way to make that a credible, real challenger for him. I don't know how we do it, but that's that's gotta happen.
1: I agree, and I think people should get in their super chats and their humper chats about it. How do you like them apples? (laughs)
3: Be part of the conversations, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Just send in your Humper Chats and Super Chats right well, here
1: live. As we wind down SmackDown, because we do sell a Rampage to get to, we have some Super Chats and Humper Chats. Uh, MC Scammer chiming in via Humper Chat with a great handle saying, I Think Roman might stretch this out for three years and over a thousand days. Definitely going for that Bruno San Martino record. Um, will Omega go to WWE and his contract is up? No. Uh, any thoughts on the three year reign?
4: I thought that once, but it does seem like he's itching to get out and do other things. Yeah, he. I mean, yeah. Like, I think he feels like he could be something like his cousin—not that big, but that he should. He could headline B action movies, like several a year. Get the money that way. That'd be a lot easier than taking any kind of bumps. Although, look, look at me. His his schedule is like he never wrestles. So that's my thing. So we'll see. You know.
3: He then he, he and he from what I've you know read and heard is like he's ramping down his schedule. That's right. it. This is yeah. it. Like yeah. he starting yeah, next he year, guys. You're he's on which that rock lesnar schedule,
4: which is why I say I would not be shocked if, if the if the rock faces him at all, we don't even know if that's even a thing. But if the rock wins in Hollywood and then puts up both titles in two separate tournaments on one show and another one, because he's not going to stick around and defend the titles. Roman gets to go away and do his thing. The bloodlines just dissolved. You can do a huge thing during the match where they all, there's, there's a combustible thing where the Usos say, we don't need you yelling at us. And we're going off and doing our own thing. And Roman's left alone with the rock, the biggest sports entertainer in the history of his family and loses because he's, because he. Being the dick that he's been to his to his cousins means that he's there left alone to his own devices, and he loses. And the Rock says, "Thanks, everybody, but I got a bunch of movies to make. So my whole thing was to make sure that this that that my little cousin uh, was getting a little too big for his bridges. So I took the titles from him now." I'm going to leave it in the in the in the in the good hands of my old buddy Triple H to figure out who carries these titles into 2024. The, that's like the reboot. That's that,
3: that. That, that's the reboot that that everyone's been talking about. WWE's kind of been rebooting and you know they're going to yeah. get new titles soon like they're rebooting things. So that that would be a great way to reboot um everything for 2024. You know, the real Triple H era begins, you know. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Alex we're kicking you out of here in a second because you're literally Goodbye. ill but we will save you for this chat if you want to chime in from Albert oh, sure. Potts saying all we need is Sammy winning the cup and then beating Gunther so that we can have more gold that never gets defended why not <laughs> he's coming think, for the tag I think Sammy winning the cup is,
4: is, is, a, is a pretty good call and I think he gets embarrassed by Gunther which starts the downfall Ooh, the of dissension.
1: Sammy that's a good
4: because,
1: one. That's you
0: know, a good
1: call. Yeah. I love that. Anyway. I think, I think that's all we have for SmackDown except for Orion Ben saying, Alex Prime tried the mic sabotage didn't work earlier, which I appreciate. <laughs> it's true. Uh, and Albert Pons also saying, Did Hit Row get brought in just to be jobbers? I. They were on a really cool track, and now they're not. Like it's kind of just. I mean, the
4: rapping in the ring that broke them n- down. N- n- neither, 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 or the Legado del Fantasma. Santos looks great, but he he let one of his boys come down to the ring dressed like Pee Wee Herman tonight. Oh come Santos on! Santos is not running a running a tight ship.
1: Pee Wee is so. fashion. Pee Wee Herman is fashion. He <laughs> was well, something. We always- Appreciate Alex Polowski coming on, giving you a little taste of the sour, which you can check on Fightful Select every Monday and Friday. You can check me and Alex being sour about uh, NXT every Tuesday as well. And we are going to finally switch into AEW Rampage. Uh, we have some super chats that came in. We got one from Orion Ben saying three AEW takeaways roosh versus bandito wow speaking of which haven't seen mirror Alex, and bandito in the same place hmm. hmm. think about it also saying hook versus lee will bang and that nyla really went in tonight on the mockery poor kayla having to face jade out um yes kayla sparks is a fantastic talent and we will talk about her when we get to it but we start off Um, announcing that Eddie Kingston and Ortiz versus Takeshita and June Akiyama, Eddie Kingston's dream opponent for next Rampage uh, and Bowens versus Swerve on Dynamite. Those are some wonderful breaking news announcements that our wonderful moderator, Luis, has procured for us. And we appreciate Luis for it. But we start off with Jungle Boy challenging Luchasaurus for a steel cage match on full gear. Look. I love Jungle Boy. I think Christian's been doing awesome work since he came back. I don't need to see this feud go on any longer. I feel like it's been like eight months of Christian just insulting Jungle Boy's family. Uh, but I am excited for the match. I feel like a steel cage stipulation is super fun. Uh, I'm really ready for this to move on, though, for both of them. Luchasaurus is not like so much my dude, but Jungle Boy is phenomenal and one of the pillars, and I feel like this feud was exhausted already. I also feel that way. Like when you look around at the pillars outside of MJF, like Darby Allens fighting Jeff Jarrett, like what are we doing (laughs) with some of our key stars? Right. And I think, you know, Sam Guevara's Jericho's lackey, essentially, I feel like his potential isn't being reached. I know people have mixed feelings on him, but he can go in the ring. We saw it with Danielson this week. I feel like Starks and Daniel Garcia have kind of filled in some of those spots, but I want these guys to get on track too. Very excited for the match itself. Selfishly very excited to be there. Uh, But looking forward to it. This opening segment was fine. Um, Christian, I feel like, has been doing very effective heel work. Very... um, I don't want to say formulaic because it's good, but very fundamental heel work. It's
3: meaningful. It is meaningful. He's he's progressing that that feud every single time he goes out there. He's not just going out there to you know, tell him off, talk about his dad and talk about his mom. He's edging more and more, like throwing things at him and poking the bear, you know, in a, in a, to progress the story.
1: Yeah. I feel like he's been um, great at working within a very like familiar, familiar heel context and shading in the story really, really well, but I'm just ready for the story to be done. Ultimately jungle boy gets choke slammed onto a steel chair here. I'm excited for the match, though. That should be fun. Yeah. So we move on to the Death Triangle with Lexi Nair backstage. And we're seeing some dissension here, which I think is fun. I've said before, I'm of the belief that the Lucha Bros should be a tag team. And um, we should have Pac be on his own as a, a single star. I just think it's a more effective way to go about it. So if they split up in the... uh process of probably dropping these tag titles and guessing it's going to be to the young bucks i think mm-hmm. that that could be a really fun way for them to go because i'm ready to see them just put on like tag and singles bangers but a fun enough segment it's just pop kind of applying some more pressure about how important winning is do you have any thoughts on this
3: no but i from now on i'm going to carry a hammer with me You seem more intimidating when you're carrying a hammer, you're talking to somebody and you're kind of just like tapping away at shit.
1: You do. And like, if you go to meet and greet with Pac, you just never know what you're going to have to. I think
3: the only problem is that Pac's like five foot three. I'm six foot five, you know, so I'm going to just carry a sledgehammer.
1: Let me be a sledgehammer. Tom LaValley champion saying Eddie Akiyama Ortiz Takeshita. I don't need Bluetooth with this booking. This match is going to hump, and I'm happy Darius Martin is back, too. Yes, that poor guy healed up and then immediately got into another car acid, uh injury situation, so I'm very, very happy that Darius Martin, on the way back, that is excellent news, and that match is going to be great, but I think it's great that you're like, I don't need Bluetooth, but not everybody's built that way, man, okay? I was going to save this because Stokely Hathaway was on this episode and I was going to talk about dick riding without a license and all that jazz. But you set us up for a Blue Chew segue. So we are going to play it right now. And Sean Ross is going to tell you all about it.
0: When your package has arrived from Blue Chew, oh boy, has your package arrived. And the mailman won't really know what he's bringing you because it arrives in a discreet package. But as we've mentioned... Discretion will not be something that people use to describe your package. That's because Blue Chew is a unique online service that has the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. Take them any time, day or night, wee hours of the morning, morning hours of the wee. It doesn't really matter. It's ready whenever the opportunity arises. And a lot will arise with bluechew.com and the code FIGHTFUL. Get your first month free when you use our promo code FIGHTFUL. Just pay $5 at shipping. Use that promo code FIGHTFUL at bluechew.com. Sign up at BlueChew.com. Consult with a licensed medical provider. Once you're approved, you'll receive that prescription within days. No doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy where where Linda's going to be like, oh, you see, you see him getting that, those waina pills? It's not going to happen. Not with BlueChew.com and the code FIGHTFUL. Do it.
1: Why has he got a problem with Linda's?
0: I don't Why know, she- but listen...
3: There's one thing I caught from that. It's only $5, $5, five. So like $5 for some blue chew. Cause all you're paying is the, you know, shipping and handling. I mean, pff, what a great way to start your weekend.
1: That's right. That's right. It is Friday night. We're getting wild. We appreciate you guys <laughs> hanging out with us. We're into Saturday morning at this point, but Albert Ponce once the elite win back the trios titles. We can finally get them in the banger feud. With AJOB, Hobbs versus Wardlow versus Joe. Hell yeah, sign me up. There's a lot of great stuff going on. Yeah, this House of Black Return, which we Ooh, will yeah. talk about shortly because there is a vignette tonight that is just fantastic stuff. Um, that that should be great. There's a lot of great trios around, man. I'm excited to see where this goes. But speaking of great, this Brian Cage return has been really, really strong. He yes. Was not like my dude. Uh, the first go around, I think the face term didn't help. I think the story's got a little muddy for him. He should be a heel. This is some of my favorite work he's been doing, and definitely my favorite work he's done in in AEW for sure. I personally like his matches like against bigger dudes. I've realized like when he feels comfortable with a guy like the size of Warlow, I feel like he just like lays his shit in a little bit more. But this match with Dante was a whole bunch of fun. There was a uh a really fun spot where brian cage was doing curls with dante which i always talk yeah. for things like that that's just fun heel will work a really cool spot where it seemed like dante was countering what looked like it was going to be kind of an f5 into ddt i thought that was cool as hell but ultimately cage predictably but getting a, a solid win here i was glad this wasn't a squash dante should get his offense in but he picks him up and connects with the weapon x to advance I thought this match was was pretty fun. This is something that should be on Rampage in this spot. What did you think, Alex?
3: Yeah, so um, I tweeted it out. I was like, wait, is this Brian Cage on my TV? On a second week? On a meaningful fight? Doing something great? Give me more of this man. Uh, yeah, most definitely. And and he seems happy. I, I like that. Because, you know, he's been, you know... God, how do I say this? Every week we say this. it's not, it, we're, we're not owners of of professional wrestling companies that alone we don't have a professional wrestling company with you know a lot of people that are in the roster which is what you need anyway you know a football team has 43 players in it or 53 players in it not all of them get to play some of them are practice squad some of them are second string blah 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 blah, blah. so i think that this is his time shuffle him in there let's go and we always mention this every week, hey. if there's a Ring of Honor television deal coming down the pipeline, because Warner Discovery is extremely happy with AEW, extremely happy. So um, he can be one of the faces of that company, man. I love Brian Cage, and he's doing some incredible work. Put him in with the yeah. Flippy Floppers. Show Bra- uh, Braun what he can do. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I love this. I I think it's good. I think you're right. I think he's pegged for Arwich just because he's been mixed in with other talent. That seems like it's headed that way. Uh, So I thought this was great. I think he was the right guy to advance here and this match served its purpose. And we move on to a fun segment with Lee Moriarty and Hook getting set up. Like I said, this was just days, days after we were told that Dick riding without a license is the greatest Crime of all. I love Stoke. He's so freaking good at this. uh it, Just always so much fun when he's on my TV. I think this has been really healthy for Lee Moriarty, too. Lee can talk, but having Stokely there just makes everything so much easier and cleaner. Hook not talking made this segment a whole bunch of fun. uh If you are trying to dick ride without a license, you naughty mix, but use Bluetooth.com and use the code FIGHTFUL in the process. This was great. I, I think Lee versus Hook is a great way to go about it. Look, lee was looking for anybody kind of with a title hook shows up with the ftw title and i'm like well there's like 17 titles so it's easy to find someone with a title that you want to fight right now but i'm excited for lee moriarty versus hook i think that'll be a really fun combination are you excited for that
3: yeah and i mentioned this about a previous match uh before the bandito match i was like man this is like the russian Bandito. I was like this is very old school wcw it felt so good to like watch these guys you know go after each other um i i'm, I'm gonna feel the same way about hook I, yeah. I just feel like these undercard matches like this with with uh with them are so good and they're two phenomenal talents man i say yeah. just let them go let them do what they hell gotta do give yeah. them a couple minutes on on in the ring and go from there
1: i think it's good to see hook doing more than just squashing the hell out of people like i think he and Leo be a whole bunch of fun and credit to Ricky Starks too. like what he did with the FCW title the handoff to hand off hook, I think was really important work to get it to this point. So um, he was not cleared. We found out. I hope that that's not a long term thing because I want Ricky Starks on my screen every day, hey. all the time in his pearls and Gucci slides. Let's go. Mm. But we move along. If you're an an ROH fan, what was a dream match for you in this more modern era and should be a dream match for you in general of Roosh versus Bandito? You knew this was going to be a blast if you're familiar with these two. You know the story behind this. It's so much fun, but some really fun spots in this match. Bandito calling for the three amigos and get encountered by Roosh, like stomping and, and chopping him, and that spinning elbow was so nasty. Like, What a fun match, two people who are obviously very familiar with each other. I didn't love the overbooking in it, though. So at the end, we see Rouge connect with a body splash, followed by a pile driver and a kick out. Jose, the assistant, tries throwing a chair in the ring. The referee is distracted. I'm so sick of AW and ref spots in general like this. Stop being stupid. But Jose goes behind the ref's (laughs) back and on the other side of the ring. Comes out and slugs, or comes out, I'm sorry. Uh, he tries, I have my notes mixed up. The referee is distracted as Jose goes behind the ref. And on the other side of the ring, he tries to take the mask off Bandito. How many unmasking spots and dumb rough spots are we going to get? A lot in this world. But John Silver comes out and, mm-hmm. and slugs Jose. Meanwhile, Bandito comes from behind. Schoolboy victory. That felt like very WWE booking at the end to me. But a really fun match. I think this one you could have gone either way on who advances. I, I don't think there's harm in who won and lost here. But to my point earlier, I like it when tournaments are used to advance other stories. And it seems like we're continuing the story, even though Andrade's not in the picture at this moment. Um, that we're we're kind of keeping that story rolling down the mountain. What did you think of this match and the booking in it? So let me
3: be honest with you. When when Rouge first came around, I wasn't watching a lot of Ring of Honor. I've nobody was.
1: It. it was just like me and a couple friends yeah, of mine. Nobody yeah. was watching ROH. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and and then when I when I went down to um when I was down in in South Carolina because I go down there for vacation a lot, they would play it. The CW plays Ring of Honor, so I would watch it and I would enjoy it. So for me to watch these guys on TV on national television in front of me every single like Friday or Wednesday, I've fallen in love with these dudes that I'm like all behind them. Like, I don't want to say that me and bandito are the same person. Cause you've never seen us in the same room together, <laughs> but I mean, God, he is, they are so good. And these guys are going to build the future for whatever is, is coming down the line for AEW slash ring of honor, man because they're they are so good on television and entertaining you're not going to get a boring like squash match or a boring uh filler match right sure you know you're getting and you know yeah you're right they do a lot of gimmicky stuff with the ref and stuff like that but they're good the performers are really good in ring. so I'm hoping that they continue to to, uh enhance them and, and bring them up bring them up the roster
1: when it comes back, don't sleep on it, especially if they keep their hour format. That was one of my favorite things about it. It was so digestible, extremely sports-based feeling. There wasn't like a ton of backstage-y type stuff. They used the rankings like biblically well. Caprice and Ian are so great on commentary. So don't sleep on it when it comes back. If it's anything like the yes. iteration it was, it's actually really, really good. So and I I love the talent that was there that isn't being used as much there as well. I think cheeseburger and and I think of LSG and Shane Taylor's at Impact and stuff. There were some really great people in that stretch. Josh Woods, who's now signed, was a really big part of that. And, of course, Jonathan Gresham. So keep an eye out for those talents who were also part of it. But, obviously, Bandito and Roosh were were such a big piece of what they had going on there. And it is nice to see them again. So we move on to the squashiest of all squashes. (laughs) Nyla Rose squashing Kayla Sparks (laughs) in a 40-second match. God bless Kayla Sparks. We've seen her on WWE TV. We've seen her on AEW TV. Getting her butt kicked right here, but also a, a wonderful person in a really special town. Please go support Kayla Sparks if you can. Yes. Um, but then Jade and the baddies show up. You see a nice... Jade's got that pump kick locked in, man. God, I man. have some, some quirks about her in the ring that aren't my favorite, but she knows how to pump kick someone. She's figured that piece of it out. So good on her. Uh, but the baddies come up here. This is kind of becoming like wash, rinse, repeat, but I do think, yeah. um, it's been good. Like they, there's been so much more of an effort that, uh, I have forgiveness around storylines that are like a little wonky or going too long as we've talked about. I'm just glad that the efforts there, like we're getting Soraya and Britt Baker, a non-title feud that feels really important in the women's division. We're getting Tony Storm doing really great work. Thunder Rosa's waiting in the wings. We have like this story that's extending a little bit. So I'm very excited um, to see what's next. But if, if you have any thoughts on this, this was just like the squashiest of squashes.
3: Oh, no, yeah. No, the only thing is that I'm hoping that they, they start producing something for Jade. Like, give the belt to someone else and let's, let's move Jade over to the world championship title. Put her in some meaningful stuff because I feel like they've just dropped the ball completely with her. And she can pump kick me anytime she wants. <laughs>
1: I agree that um, we've talked about this too, so I don't want to harp on it too much. But like to me, this this reign has been incredibly effective in, in making her feel like a star and a really important person in the women's division. I do think it's time to move on. I do think that's going to be against Chris Atlander at 50 and 0 is my guess. But we move along to Orange Cassidy versus Lee Johnson in what was a perfectly serviceable match for the All-Atlanta Idol Orange Cassidy taking Mark Henry's it's time for the main event line, The it looks like it's been enough talk thing, and these cracks me up every single time. I love this Orange Cassidy title reign. I wasn't positive about how it was going to work. I had faith that they would make it work. But him having these defenses has been a whole heck of a lot of fun. Uh, Also, this is a really fun landmark victory for Orange Cassidy because it's his 75th AEW win. We love that uh it ends with orange cassidy going for an orange crush but getting rolled into a pin it's a near fall as lee comes off the ropes and delivers a thrust kick but orange cassidy connects with the beach break for the victory i also liked him using something other than classic orange punch right away that beach break was really kind of the catalyst for this win here like him getting a 75th win this was perfectly this, this wasn't, like, the, the most mind-blowing match I've ever seen in my life. But for a main event of Rampage and title defense, the way that it went, I, I thought this was fine. I don't have a whole lot of investment in the factory right now, but they obviously came into play here. I don't have a ton to think about, like, anything with Cole Carter right now. His big reveal to swerve us that it was Jeff Jarrett didn't really do anything for me. I really don't care about the guy with the guitar-breaking fetish and the spelling habit. I, I don't care about any of that. Uh, but this was a perfectly fine way to to end Rampage. I thought this was perfectly serviceable. What did you think of the way we closed out Rampage tonight?
3: Send the people home happy. That's what the last thing they're going to remember. is the hugs, the love, and that beautiful uh, song playing in the background. You know, Orange Cassidy's theme song, which is great. You know, you want to see the best friends come together, which let me tell you something. When <laughs> When they were done talking and Orange Cassidy just nonchalant goes into his jacket and comes out with a <laughs>
1: microphone. He's I so lost great. it.
3: I lost it at home. I was like, no. He's like, well, it's been enough talk. I was like,
1: oh, it looks like it's been. And then Mark Henry. I love like- it. It's like, like, no, vindictive. it. Mark Henry's just like, no, no, no. Like, that's my I got it. But because Orange Cassidy is not vindictive. Uh, oh, it's so
3: good, fun. so good. But yeah, I mean, listen, Rampage always has a fun way of ending the night and sending the people home happy. Whatever happens in the middle is kind of flaky, but they always do a good job for Friday night show. They've been doing really well. I, I see Tony Khan touting the numbers on on Twitter. So you know, I think overall they're on the up and up. The, the show are the not always that bad.
1: The the, right, minutes, that's I'm that's
3: sure. right. I don't know. I I don't know if how sustainable it is for them to do a live show every Friday, but they should. They
1: My should. vote is that if Ring of Honor gets TV, they combine those tapings. I think it would be really cool to do an ROH hour and a Rampage hour and call that a day. If are we just gonna travel? But we got Kylie saying, "You girl ain't sober. Wrestling is fun and fightful love. Sober, high, drunk, whatever. We love the support." And we appreciate you, Kylie. You're awesome. You're awesome. You're always being great in here. We appreciate it. Grant B asking if you'd rather take the Jaded or the Beast bomb. I would rather take neither because I don't take uh, it for me is not a, a sexually invigorating experience. And I would imagine it'd be wildly painful. if Wait you're a not second, Kate. Is it.
3: that what you're suggesting?
1: That's what all of Twitter is suggesting. And I see it with Wardlow on the other side. It's nice. It's nice. very true. Very nice. <laughs> what would you rather take? The Jaded or the Beast bomb?
3: I don't know, man. It just depends on what kind of night I'm having. You know what I'm saying?
1: <laughs> Louis said he'd rather <laughs> get his effing head kicked in, which I appreciate that. <laughs> By the way, can I
3: say something real quick before we no. get out of here? The boring Strowman, boring Strowman—that's his new name. Boring Strowman. Boring. Um, boring Strowman. When he put, uh, uh, I forgot who he was fighting already. Um, and was about Ginger to a power bomb. Yeah, that guy. And. Put his hands up! I said, if this mother effer decides to do a power bomb symphony noise like this or anything like that, no. I will never watch SmackDown again. I don't know how I'll ever do this show because I'll just stop watching it.
1: <laughs> no, he would never, because he, he looked.
3: Could. It, he 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 looked when he put his hands up. I'm like, what's he doing? No. And then I remembered he's doing boring.
1: <laughs> Him and his red pants. Oh. Couple more super chats to round out our nugget. As far as the bandito match and Luis reminding us that bandito is all elite amanda b saying that she was at the boston show and roosh versus bandito was the banger of the night that was a really really great match i know we were kind of like chugging through rampage so i don't want to undersell it it was really fun i just didn't i felt like it was overbooked at the end but a great great match their pay-per-view match also fantastic but the crowd was into it saying, You're too wet, which I didn't actually hear those chants. I'm glad you called out that that's what it was. That's very funny because they do have the wet look going on. But
3: oh okay.
1: Final chat of the night. Um, so we get Jake and Claudio in a segment too. I forgot about this. Claudio and Brian versus Sammy and Y2J on Dynamite. Uh Albert Ponce asking us in the Fatal Four Way, does uh the Blackpool Combat Club implode, or does the Jericho Appreciation Society implode? Um, I've I'm gotta guess it's the Jericho Appreciation Society because they built out the dissension with Sammy, and they also, like Daniel Garcia is nowhere to be found in this picture. So maybe there's gonna be like an angle there with some tension. Um, so I'm hoping it is. and also I just feel like these Jericho iterations go on a little bit too long. But they've also been building this out in the Blackpool Combat Club too a little bit, so could kind of go either way. But I, I think it's gonna. I think the Jericho Appreciation Society might be on on the splits a little bit here.
3: And really quickly, you need a little dissension. I like. I want the Blackpool Combat Club to beat the shit out of each other once in a while. So you know, like I want a little bit. Each group deserves a little dissent. You know, brothers fight, sisters and brothers fight. Like this is what happens. So sometimes you gotta, you know, tough love is the way to go.
1: I'll say this. Jake Hager does absolutely nothing for me. His hat stuff is really? absolutely killing me. I can't say. I thought
3: he was kidding. sexy. <laughs> Just kidding.
1: Oh, Jake Hager. Until
3: I realized that We the People is something he actually follows.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she <said> goo. <laughs> I'm very excited. Did we talk about the House of Black Vignette? That they were, like, rising from the dead and reborn and cleansed and stuff. I can't remember if we actually, if I hit that segment. I'm sorry if I missed it, but...
3: You did, you did. I'll tell you this, though. I think it's the fact that, you know, Malachi had complaints. There was probably something going on there behind. And he spoke up. And they're giving him his flowers now. Like, they're letting him do some... These cool vignettes are amazing, by the way.
1: These vignettes are incredible. So whatever the rebirth
3: is, you know... That they're coming with. And, you know, we all look at WWE. WWE has been around for 50 years. So all these vignettes and stuff that they do, they've had this behind them. So when AEW's coming out with these, AEW has the, the power to jump into Warner Media and say, hey, we need a couple of this, this and that. So they're coming out really cool, man.
1: And Malachi's always been so good with that stuff. I'm excited for Bud Matthews, too. I, I really like seeing him on my screen. But Malachi's always had such a clear vision. I also hope the return of Miro is not far behind it. But yeah. these vignettes are extremely well produced. Very excited to see them coming back. Uh, and I I get it. Like I felt like these trio titles were, were made for them. So I hope they're trios champions sooner rather than later. I feel like the Young Bucks should get it. And have like a a brief reign. And then House of Black should have the first trio's titles like very long reign. I think that could be really fun. So sorry that I skipped over that segment because it's something I'm very excited about. So I am glad that we talked about it. And I'm so glad and so thankful for everyone's support tonight. We had so many chats coming in about wrestling, about my dad's birthday, about Veterans Day. Thanking Alex for his service. Uh, We appreciate you guys so much for tuning in. But before we leave, Alex, where can the people find you?
3: Oh, I'll give you my home address right now. Oh, I don't it is. Think
1: that's it. Oh, no. that wasn't it. I'm sorry. I thought
3: that's what you meant, Kate. Where can I um,
1: literally find
3: you. Okay. Um. Yeah, guys, so you guys can check me out on uh, Instagram. Is where I pretty much um I live at, and on Twitter, you could just put Alexis Cardoza. You'll find me on Twitter. Has a, a what is that called? An underscore in the beginning, so it's underscore Alexis Cardoza. So you find me on there before um, Elon Musk destroys it, and then I disappear off of Twitter forever.
1: Then it's only um, fans for Alex as well. The and then it's only
3: fans for me. I don't know how long i uh you know Kate will continue having me uh here. <laughs> um I gave her a free code for 30 days free it's for my OnlyFans. I'm only gonna fans, try the so. free
1: trial and that'll determine if your she likes it, future.
3: Then, you know, I'll be here, here. <laughs> to As long strange. as she's smiling, right? That's all we need to
1: You can find me. At Miss Kate Fabe on Twitter, at Miss Kate Fabe on TikTok, Kate on Instagram every Tuesday here on Fightful YouTube, doing the NXT Sour Graps post show, oftentimes behind the paywall with Alex Pulaski on Fightful Select, doing our paywall sour graps, including pay-per-view reviews as well. And of course, Wednesdays at the Mark Order podcast, right here doing your AEW Rampage and SmackDown post show. And stay tuned, because your girl might have a little Patreon situation coming your way. And I swear to God, I promise. It's not going to be like, hey, more wrestling content from Kate. You guys hear me talk about wrestling every day, all the time. So keep an eye out. It's going to be hopefully something a little bit different in this space. But for now, follow me on those socials. Follow Fightful. Tune into Rhapsody tomorrow. We appreciate you. Have a wonderful and safe weekend. We're out.